Welcome to Falcons Drip, your go-to source for Falcons news and draft coverage. I'm Thon Ray, founder and voice of Falcons Drip. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about Atlanta Falcons. We're talking about the Giants. We're talking about the first dub of the year. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know if there was a single person in this entire universe that was as excited as I am yesterday. I was jumping around. I was going nuts. My heart was going a million miles per minute. Pretty confident that my doctor would be upset saying my heart rate was just way too high. Um, what a game. I mean, it didn't look great, but that's okay. A dub's a dub. Anyways, I'm joined today by Jeff, um, as always, and we're just going to you know, do our usual thing, talk about the game, talk about the good, talk about the bad, but most importantly, how we improve from there. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't the most exciting game for sure, but like you said, a win's a win. <laughs> We're not the worst team in the league, that's for sure. And we can move on. The best part of it too is we did win, and it looks like there's still a lot of room for improvement, and there's things that we can do in order to be more successful going forward. So... One thing I wanted to point out, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but Felipe Franks was in for like three or five plays as a tight end and then once as the Wildcat quarterback. I'm okay like doing that kind of weird stuff, but if you're going to have Felipe Franks in as the Wildcat quarterback, get Matt Ryan off the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't need anything bad to happen to Matt. Like. <laughs> also, too, I'll just call a spade a spade. Like He's not a threat. <laughs> and Felipe Franks can't really block, so... Yeah, I, I just I love the trickery. I love I lo- I really do. I love that kind of stuff. But just no need to have Felipe in with Matt if you're doing the wildcat. Just have Felipe jog in there for a couple of plays. All right, Jeff. Let Let's start with the good. Let's talk about just how awesome the defense looked. I mean, I thought they just looked fantastic last week or this week. They held the team to 14 points, which is good. I mean, if if you're averaging 14 points. A game on defense, you're one of the top teams in the league. So I know it's not a shutout, but it's way better than we've been doing. And you got to remember, too, like our defense with DMPs and, and kind of what we got, it's really a bend but don't break type defense, right? So we can't sit there and expect um, – we, we we can't expect shutouts just by the, the just the nature of it, how we play, how aggressive we are. We're going to give up some plays – and we really did. Like they would drive a couple times, drove all the way down the field, and we were able to stop them, get some big stops in the red zone. Held them to a few field goals instead of touchdowns. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the improvement we need to see. And they really kept any big big plays off the board, which is mm-hmm. I think there was one or two, maybe twenty to thirty yard passes, but that's about it. And Daniel Jones, you know, he's another scrambling quarterback, and I think we did a great job containing him. Uh, eight carries for 39 yards, average of 4.9, and a lot of his big runs came on like third and it would be like third and 20, and we would rush him out of the pocket and let him start running and contain him and stop him within 10 yards to prevent the first down. So it was almost like a couple throwaways, him rushing the ball. Well, it's it seemed like... Dion and Foyer did such a good job of keeping almost everything in front of them when it came to Saquon and, and Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Like they got three or four yards or they got, you know, nine or ten when it was a maybe a third and twenty, but 
overall, they they really kept both of those guys in check, and they did, they played a phenomenal game. Yeah, they they both did. I mean, and that's kind of what I'm talking about when when I say those are the guys that we really need to step up. That that's our bread and butter of this defense. Those are our best players. Yeah, uh, even some other some of the other guys did a good job too of just keeping everything in front of them. And like we said, he never gave up the big, big class plays really. Saquon didn't really bust too much out. So mm-hmm. it was just a phenomenal job of the defense in general to keep everything in front of them. That, that, that's that bend but don't break style that you're, you're talking about and really force them to, to make plays on Dion and Foyer and Olive, Isaiah Oliver had a great game as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, he did. I mean, when you look at it, Foy had nine tackles with five assisted. Dion had eight tackles with five assisted. I mean, they were all over the field. And I have to say, too, Isaiah Oliver, because you brought him up, he was my MVP of this game. Like, he was all over against you – know, this was the best he's ever looked since coming into the NFL. I was so pumped up. He looked very comfortable in the defense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the forced fumble was incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. just to have the wherewithal to reach in, rip that out. And scoop it up. Yeah. It's too bad we didn't score in that play, but that's that's talk for more of the bad stuff. But <laughs> Isaiah Oliver was awesome. And then you got to also talk about Grady and Fowler. Like, our defensive line made a huge impact this game. They did. I, Dante Fowler's looking like the guy we paid him to be. Now, mm-hmm. Two weeks in a row, great games. Great, great games. I mean, so right now he's averaging two sacks in three games. So that's going to be about 11 and a half sacks this year. And like I said from the get-go, Dante Fowler, I think he can have, with this defense, I think he very well can have double-digit sacks, and I think he very well can be a huge impact like he's shown the last two games. Sure, he was kind of a a flop game one, which was a little disappointing, and everyone jumped right on him like, oh, here we go again. But just keep grinding and that's that's what he did and and here we are and and you mentioned grady as well and grady just did what grady always does it feels like he just <laughs> he's always good no matter how the rest of the defense is playing there was one i think on his sack he was actually supposed to be double teamed and i watched him do like a like a, a shimmy shake like he stepped outside and the center started to go away from him and he shot back inside so quickly and the center tried to t- turn to block him and fell down <laughs> So, I mean, Grady just is, yeah, like you said, Grady's Grady. He's a stud. Nothing else that needs to be said about him. Now, I know you and I, we kind of, and we haven't talked about this at all, but I know we kind of feel differently. We feel differently on the cornerback play. Yeah, I I don't think I was as positive about it as you are, (laughs) I guess I would say. I I don't think it was horrible by by any means. Like, Like I said, they... They didn't give up too many big plays. They kept a lot of stuff in front of them. Mm-hmm. It seems like TJ Green is a little overmatched mm. out there. He he just gave up some easy catches. It felt like it felt like they they attacked him a little bit. And I know this this isn't a position that he's as comfortable in as being on that outside corner against some of the top tier guys. He's not as familiar with it. But still, he's out there. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if he's out there, he's got to he's got to play it right. So. And, and I'll say this too, because I would definitely agree with you. He did look outmatched at some at, at some points, and it was really like on the come like on a lot of the comebacks and digs. Um, it seemed like he didn't like 
he wasn't able to stop fast enough, which is kind of expected. You know, he's got great straight line speed. He's 6'3", so he's really tall and long and fast. Um, but he's like you said, he's never played cornerback before. But one thing that really stood out to me was his tackling. Like, when there was any short pass on his side, he flew up and either blew back the blocker or he made the tackle out of the line of scrimmage. Like, I thought he looked really good in most areas. Um, and he never really got beat deep. He got beat deep, I believe, by C.J. Board, like 20, 25 yards down. But he had pretty good coverage on that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to knock him too hard on that. But mm-hmm. to your point, I think it just he looked like a safety playing corner. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Which th- like, he is. <laughs> right, 100%. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. But I would like a corner out playing there. Corner. Yeah, I'd like somebody who's a little more going to stick to guys and and not give up some of those plays because I think we were lucky we were playing the Giants and they didn't take more advantage of of him yeah and I think part of it too was a lot they had a lot of injuries right like Sterling Shepard Sterling Shepard went down um Darius Slayton went down uh Galladay came in injured but I, I think he looked good enough like I said he didn't get he didn't get beat deep when he was challenged deep he was right there um, it was a lot of the digs and comebacks, like you said, safety playing cornerback. And I think he has the tools to do it. It just might take him a little bit longer because of that lack of experience. Yeah. Yeah. It shows. And, no, the, the lack of experience shows like, like you were going to say, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, he's figuring it out, but it's tough to watch him figure it out when the games matter. Right. Like that's what mm-hmm. preseason is for. That's what training mm-hmm. camp. I don't love watching somebody learn on the fly out, out on the outside. And I think, too, like, it shows how good A.J. Terrell is. Like, A.J. Terrell really solidified that cornerback one spot. And losing him, like, you can definitely, and I don't want, again, I still think our corners play great, but I think that um, you can really tell without A.J. Terrell there. Yeah, I I think we win by a good amount if A.J. Terrell plays. And we didn't mention Fabian Moreau yet, but he played a great game outside of two pass interference penalties that just, really they hurt us it's the penalties that that hurt us you know it's... and i would say the one penalty though like they were it was really like both ways and i i thought it was a kind of a poor call like the, i thought both men were competing for the ball he had his head turned he was looking for the football he wasn't really grabbing it did cost us but i agree with you on that it's just it still got called like yeah it's tough you know you're in the end zone and it's you put him on the one Mm-hmm. also to you have to look at he he had two like when he was matched up against Kadarius Tony he had two missed tackles that ended up being okay because we caught him but could have been really bad yeah yeah he looks great most of the game like yeah. every every game this year he, ha- he looks great but then he makes a few like big mental mistakes or something and mm-hmm. I'm just hoping he gets those cleaned up soon because he he could be really really good without a few of these mistakes yeah definitely he, he could be you know. If he were to get rid of some of those mistakes and AJ Terrell keeps progressing and we were to keep both of them around, like we could have a serious, serious cornerback tandem. Yeah. Um, and plus get a little bit more pass rush. Definitely. Um, so I'm going to move on to the offense because, I mean, like I said, our defense played great and our offense stalled out a decent amount. Um, they looked kind of bad at times, but, you know, in small spurts, they looked awesome. Yeah. Mike Davis and Corderell really just doing a great job of being the running back tandem. I mean, they both do some different things well, but they're they're doing a good job. 
They really are. And everybody likes to dog Mike Davis. A Patterson should be starting. Like when you look at the statistics, Davis is averaging way more yards than Patterson is on the season as far as carrying the ball. Mike Davis does a lot of really good things behind an offensive line that's, you know, I'll just call a spade a spade, an offensive line that's mediocre at best. They're an average offensive line on a good day. That's, I think, the difference between him being a running back all his life and Corderell not. is mm. He understands, like, oh, boy, this isn't going to work out. I need to do something else. <laughs> like, yeah. And Corderell just hits the hole he's supposed to hit. And when it works out, it's great. And they're very different, right? Like, I, th- I feel like Mike Davis, he's much more, I don't want to say explosive, but he hits his top gear much faster. It's His top gear is just a lot slower than Patterson's. Yeah. At the same time, like that's that's fine that there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that it, it's actually better for our, what we have offensively clearly definitely and patterson's are, was our leading receiver last game yeah it's it's, it's tough because you want to see them both on the field almost i would love to i i'm amazed at how many plays patterson is in for in general because he's he's in on kickoff obviously he's in at mm-hmm. running back a lot he'll be split he's, out wide occasionally he's in on punt he had that awesome he had the awesome uh stop on the three yard line yeah he's in on punt too where he has to sprint dead sprint on that like he's he's got an exhausting job i think he's doing a lot more on this team than he's done on most of the teams he's played for agreed 100 percent. and he looks awesome he, he really does he looks awesome everywhere his his worst two things are blocking he's he's been looked really bad blocking at times and running the ball which he does a fine job of and typically it's Typically, if there's no hole, that's when you see that he's exposed. But if there's a hole, man, he's going to get an opportunity to get 8 to 15-plus yards. Yeah, it happens quick. If there's a hole, he's, he's all of a sudden at the second level. I just wanted to point that out. Like I, 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 you, I can't stress this enough. Mike Davis is our running back one. Cordell Patterson looks great, but he can't do some of the things that Mike Davis does. Um, but I love that we have both of them. They were just both great additions to our running back room this offseason. Yeah, huge, huge upgrades. And one other guy, they did a very good job of getting him involved early and often is they did a great job with with Ridley to scheme up Mm -hmm. ways to get him the ball. Mm -hmm. I know it's tough to just watch him get three to seven yards sometimes (laughs) repeatedly, and you want to see him do more because he's done more in the past. But with this offensive line, they really need to focus on quick passes, and they did a good job. Yeah. Arthur Smith had that awesome play design where they were like sent they were like sending Ridley in motion and it was actually a screen pass to him. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking. It was like third and one. Yeah, um, and I he do. ended up getting two yards, but it was a great. I loved the play design was amazing. Yeah, because it wasn't going to necessarily spring him for a touchdown, but it got what they needed to get, and that's that's a lot of what the game plan was. I think was we mm-hmm. need to be able to sustain drives. Get the ball out quick because the O line isn't isn't great. He did a very good job creatively of scheming up ways to get the ball out of Matt Ryan's hands quickly without getting his wide receivers murdered. Mm-hmm. Although he did one time, and it was a gr- great catch by OZ. Yes, I mean OZ had a had a great few plays before the half to to set up the the touchdown and get the touchdown. But they're gonna get killed. Like the Giants know they're doing quick passes, mm-hmm. and still we still were able to do it. Like. The Giants knew all that was we were going to do was quick passes and run the ball, and we were able to do it. I know, I know, it wasn't perfect, but yeah. And and I want to point out too, like 
Matt Ryan stalled out for a lot of that game for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, he had two great drives at the end that led us to the victory. And that's all you can ask for. Like, well, I'm not, it's not true. As long as we're winning, I don't care what happens. Like, and Matt Ryan's, Matt Ryan's a winner and he knows how to get it done. He's proven it in the past. Like he knows how to get to the end zone, how to get his kicker and field goal range. And by the way, Pitts came alive at the end. I know, I know everybody was clamoring to see, have him get more targets, have him see the ball more. And whether you like it or not, he was an impact on the game, even without getting targeted. I don't know if anybody here watched the press conference, but to say that he was, this is a, this is a quote from Arthur Smith to say that he wasn't involved in the game is very surface level because he was involved. And he said, and Arthur Smith said the giants, they play defense too. And they schemed it up. They, their whole, their whole thing was trying to stop Kyle Pitts, and they did a good job of doing that. And so that allowed other things to be open. Now, we didn't always hit those other things, but we ended up winning. And at the end of the game, they stopped covering Kyle as well. And Kyle sprung us open for the game-winning field goal. Great job by Pitts at the end, like like you said. And I'll just one quick comment because I, I, I kind of felt like some of the people clamoring. When I, when I see Tajay Sharp out on the field and Pitts on the sideline, I just am frustrated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. I just want to see him in there. Agreed. I, I agree a hundred percent. And you know, I don't know if that, some of that's just cause Pitts is tired or what it is, but like, I don't want to see Pitts off the field ever. If he's tired, split him out really wide and then just let him take, <laughs> let him take a break. I know that's not feasible, but that's what I'd like to see. Although Taze Sharp did have that one third down conversion because he slanted inside after Pitts did and Pitts drew all the coverage away. So, yeah, but he's out there as well as Pitts is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. And I, I cannot stress this enough. Lee Smith is a dog out there. I l- freaking love seeing him out there. I love everything that he does. He did give up a sack to Leonard Floyd, but it's kind of unreasonable to ask your tight end to block one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league. But for the most part, he did an awesome job, and he usually does. I think we're uh, we would stump for him getting more more time as well i mean because whether he's blocking or, or going out for a pass i mean he can do both i think mm. we're one of the only teams that has a luxury of when our third string tight end comes in we're not worried yeah exactly i love to see him in and then got to point out our offensive line looks improved jalen mayfield has made very steady improvement through game to game to game some of these other guys have their ups and downs jake matthews plays well especially when it counts Lindstrom played great the whole game, and like I said, Mayfield played well. And then McGarry and Hennessy take their lump sometimes, but overall they they just seem to be gelling and just playing more favor, favorably to what they were the last couple of weeks. They, they definitely look better. It also definitely helps that most of the passing plays were quick passes. They didn't have to block for too long most of the time. Mm-hmm. But they did do a better job. Even when like there was a couple covered sacks, and there's sometimes like it felt like Matt Ryan was holding onto the ball too long because nobody was open, or nobody was open, or he didn't see them. Either way, but there was times where they held for quite a long time. So just shout out to them. Now, one last thing I want to talk about too before we go on to the not as good, and there's something that I loved hearing from Arthur Smith press conference and he said whether we win or lose we have to keep improving and I think that's the absolute mentality that you need to have we are not good enough 
to not focus on improving. I mean, it was the victory. It was the victory press conference. And he said, I'm already moved on to Washington. Like it's nice. I got my first win. Um, I couldn't have done it without everybody else, but I've already moved on to Washington. Maybe I'll, maybe when I'm retired, I'll look back and think about my first win as head coach. But for now I'm focused on next week. That's definitely the mentality he has to have right now because this team needs to get a lot better. And so he needs to be focused on getting a lot better. I don't. I definitely don't want him going out and celebrating. He's got a, another tough week in front of him. Washington's defense is great. Mm-hmm. They are going to be tough. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to the not so good, and let's start with. Let's we'll stick with the offense, and they kind of struggled a lot at times. Yeah, that, that's the nature of <laughs> of the game plan too i mean when you're just doing quick passes and and running plays anything that goes wrong like a holding call or something like that Mm -hmm. it is very hard to get out of a second and 20 or something second and 15 because you just don't have any play calls in the game plan that really take advantage or are able to take advantage of, of that type of situation everything is short quick and it's tough I think, too, like one thing I'd like to see, well, first of all, I think that the team will get more in sync as the season goes along. They'll gel. They'll get the offense a little bit better, and just the offensive line will you know, come together more. Um, one thing I would like to see a lot more of is, one, I'm absolutely okay with them forcing the ball to Pitts, even if he's covered, like they did in the <laughs> oh, end zone. Man. Like I'm absolutely okay with that. I know Matt Ryan had one throw that looked awful it actually looked like Kyle Pitts may not have run the right route that's how off he was but I'm okay I'm okay with them throwing the ball just forcing it to him up high so hopefully nobody else can get up the other thing I would like to see more of too because like you said you're talking about you're talking about this is a very quick offense run heavy like I would love to see our I'd love to see more of our tight ends in like Hayden Hurst didn't play that much he had one target Lee Smith has more touchdowns than the rest of our tight ends combined, I think. Yeah, that's 100% true. So, like, and, but I love it. I love seeing Lee Smith, and I would love to see all three of our tight ends very frequently. Yeah, so would I. And I, I think one comment about, like, the jump balls that they're throwing to Pitts, like, I'm okay with those as well. But I'd like to see them with him more in isolation instead of over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So you don't run into as many of those issues where maybe there's another defender there that can make a play on a ball. Or something like that. like Yeah, that's a great point. Like, put him in one-on-one on the outside. You want to throw a jump ball to that? I say do it all day. Mm-hmm. Put him on the, the far side of the field by himself and make them have to think about can whoever's out there do a jump ball with him? Because probably not. Agreed 100%. I mean, that would be – I mean, it, it almost seems like a no-brainer, but that, – That's that's the, the one tweak I'd like to see to it. Because, like I said, I get a, you get a little scared when – like Matt Ryan almost threw that pick and maybe it was Pitts ran the wrong route or whether but there's another mm-hmm. defender there that can make a play potentially if something goes wrong. So I say one-on-one outside, let's see who can get a higher. I, I have a good idea of who it is. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and another thing I want to point out too is I, I, I want us to use the pass to open up the run a little bit. Like, it's every first down we run the ball. Every second down, we, not every, but it feels like every first down we run the ball. Every second down we run the ball. Like, and and I know it seems counterintuitive because I'm saying I want to play with three tight ends in the game, but those are some of our best players. Let's get pit. Let's if you have Pitts and Hayden Hurst and Lee Smith, you can 
pack them in. You can spread them out. You can do all sorts of things. You can force linebackers to play in space. You can also run some max protect play action and actually give Ryan some time to maybe, like, you keep Hurst and, and Smith in as blockers and send Pitts screaming down the seam and see what happens. Mm-hmm. With Rid- and Ridley on the other exactly. side. Exactly. I mean, it's doable. It's just you need the tight ends to do it. We have those tight ends. I just, I want to see us, like I said, I know, I understand fully what Arthur Smith's doing. I know how he thinks. I know what he likes to do. He likes to say, we're going to come at you. We're going to run at you. Now stop us. But that's not the team we have right now. It might be the team that he wants to build, and it might be the team that we can become. But, and even Jalen Mayfield is a much better run blocker than pass blocker, but we're just not there yet. No, we're, we're, we're getting better. <laughs> we're not where we're a dominant offensive force yet. And we can be. These things that we've mentioned need to just start happening. And I'm sure there's other things that Arthur Smith has in his bag of tricks that we don't know yet. And uh, I'm excited. I still fully, fully trust Arthur Smith and where this team's going on offensively. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, they, they're getting better every week. That's what you need to see. Mm-hmm. And as, as long as they keep improving, you can't not believe in him because that's that's the point. Is He's brand new. As long as the team's getting better, that's that's exactly what we need to see. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about Ridley a little bit um, because I know people have been hard on Ridley. There's a couple times he ran backwards instead of forwards, might have gotten a first down, and, and he didn't. He had a drop last game. But I'll say this about Ridley. Ridley is a number one receiver. He doesn't have a ton of time to do a lot of things that he likes to do because of the quick passes, the offensive line not being that sturdy. Give it time. Ridley's still Ridley. He's still a top 10 wide receiver in this league. Julio being there does not make a difference one way or another. So Defensively, there's a, there's a couple individual tweaks I think we'd like to see because like we, we said earlier, there's been a lot of improvement on defense. They played really well this week. One guy I, I mentioned last week, I'll say it again, I don't know that Stephen Means should be dropping back in pass coverage. I just... Absolutely. I don't know what he's doing out there in those downs. I think he's a good run stopper. Mm-hmm. Okay as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But if if we're dropping him into coverage, I think it's a huge mistake. He just doesn't have the skills to do it. And it's two weeks in a row. I've, I've watched it happen. And it's like we said about Jalen Mayfield. Like We have to set these players up to be successful and dropping him into whether it's to cover the flat, cover the hook to curl, whatever it is, he, we don't want him doing that. I love Steven Means. I think he's an awesome player. He's somebody I would want on every single team I ever had. I don't want him dropping in coverage. And and how you kind of prevent some of that is you put other players there. Michael Walker needs more playing time. And I've been clamoring for this since since the draft. I've been clamoring for this since the last season. Michael Walker needs to be on the field. And he could definitely step into Steven Means' shoes. And he could be that guy that drops into the flat. He could be that guy that, you know, maybe gives you a little more burst off the edge. Sure, he might not be as technically sound as a pass rusher. Sure, he might be a little bit smaller and get pushed around. But on third and longs, there's no reason why Michael Walker shouldn't be on the field. And when he is on the field, you see him. Like, he he's either, he's either making plays or he's by the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like you said, especially in third and, and long, Stephen Means can't be dropping back into coverage and and doing anything really. He can't cover a huge amount of space. He just mm-hmm. can't. It's it's not nothing against him. It's just not the role I want to see him in. He's a four three. He's a four three defensive end. Yeah, we're using him as an outside linebacker. It's just not. I mean, it's it just is what it is. It's 
Yeah. We got to put, we got to put somebody there who can be successful. I also want to point out that our special teams, I know we we should have talked about this with the good, but our special teams looked much improved. Our punter, Cameron Nislak did a great job. 58 yard punt. We talked about Patterson stopping it on the three-yard line. Avery Williamson looked good and explosive. Cordell Patterson always looks good, too. Their, their, our kicker looked okay, I think, too. <laughs> I think he did okay this week. Yeah, I, he only had one field goal. That's it. Just one. It's okay. Honestly, like Atlanta has had good kickers for so long that I sometimes forget to talk about it. Young Wei is the GOAT. Like he's awesome. <laughs> it's Matt a t- Bryant. Tough, tough week to say he's the goat, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very tough that. week. <laughs> and you know what? Truthfully, like Ku just gets it. He just gets it done. He's very reliable, solid kicker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. And like you said, you forget about it. I think a lot. It's easy to forget about how good a kicker is when mm-hmm. they're that good, because you're just yeah. like, oh yeah, we have three points now. It's not even like mm-hmm. a question. Especially like for him, it's like, all right, you're in, you're under the 50 yard line. Okay. That's, it's, a, it's less than a 50 yard kick. That's three points. Yeah. It's a luxury a lot of teams don't have. So, cool. Another great job by him. Yeah. Game winner. Thank you. All right. So today we went over the Giants and the Falcons getting that first victory. Um, I expect many more along the way. Later this week, we are going to cover the Washington game. And also, uh, we got a question and answer coming your guys' way. But for now, rise up. Again, this is Thon Ray. You guys can follow us at Falcons underscore drip on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please make sure you subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do to get the alert for our next episode. If you guys enjoyed today, please leave us a review. It always helps us grow. Until then, see you next time. Rise up. Rise up.